Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. And today I want to talk about Hammer of the Gods. Which was notes. exactly as we sold it. S- well, sort of. <laughs> I took a lot of notes, but I'm going to filter out some of the ones that... I mean, obviously I wasn't expecting historical accuracy, but like that leather vest that... What was the main character's name? Not Sigurd. What was Steiner. Name? Steiner. The leather vest that he's wearing, how does that work? Why are there straps on the shoulders? How does he get it on and off? I don't well, understand. And, and, and why does he have a Sons of Anarchy patch on the back? They, yeah, they might as well be wearing jeans and t-shirts in this movie. Yeah. It would have been fine. You're right, Russ. The scenery is beautiful and way too pretty for this movie. It did not belong in that movie. <laughs> Although I think they did a good job of getting the lighting and stuff you know, to try and match the tone. And, uh, boy, those horsies were really fluffy, huh? <laughs> they, they had those, uh, the fluffy ones that live in cold climates. I have never, before I dive into more about this movie, I want to preface it with this. I do think there's actually quite a good movie hiding in here, and I'll explain that <laughs> later. Okay. I, yes, I do. And am I biased? Yes, but I'll, we'll, we'll dive into that in a minute. And before I dive into criticism, I do want to say that I think this movie does show some talent on the part of the director. If it was, if it's a fledgling effort or something, I can see this person going somewhere. However, every line of dialogue in this movie is atrocious. <laughs> it is some awful dialogue. I would have gone with less dialogue, a lot less, like half. The scene where they they attack the people stoning the woman and then attack the woman, I don't understand why they stopped her from murdering that guy. That, that <laughs> no, was... I love that you're trying to like ferret out some sort they, of internal they, character they motivation. They were already murdering. I don't understand why they didn't just let her join their murdering party. Because the only reason that they killed her was because she was like stabbing this guy. And they're like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Dude, you just cut somebody's head off. Stop. So yeah, back you in, shouldn't do that. We get to do all the killing. We, we can definitely do that. Back in like tw- 2014 or 2015, Beat Takeshi came out with a with a Yakuza movie called Outrage, mm-hmm. and it was it, it's it's standard Yakuza fare, it, like betrayals upon betrayals and money laundering and all such like is that, and a whole lot of murders. Like people just get murdered. But right. I was reading about the making of because I really like it. It's I mean it's it's stupid and the plot is just an excuse to kill people. But then I was reading about the making of and I found out that's how they storyboarded it. Like they came up with creative murders and then built the narrative around the creative murders. I wish this movie had been done that way, but with fight scenes. Yeah, and, but and I was wondering if that wasn't something to blame. Like, did they have just a cool couple of yeah. set pieces in mind and then they? Well, the, the only scene I really thought made sense narratively and paid it off was the very end, but I didn't like that either. Hmm. When he comes back and he's like, no, I sent his dad who is somehow still alive despite this wound, yeah. goes, no, I sent him to find a king. And like, it was kind of a cool scene, but it didn't do, I thought the movie was going in a different direction. I um, thought there was going to be a climax. Yeah, I, I wrote I wrote <laughs> more murder and drugs and less dialogue. 
I think after Grimm died, they should have set the forest on fire. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> like the whole forest. That's his barrier. That's his pyre. I think whales would have been angry. <laughs> well, I mean, not really, obviously. <laughs> Just in the film. It's... No, 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 really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you jerk. Sorry, I'm trying to read my notes. I was writing very angrily. Kong grip with crayon. This whole narrative about Steiner's reason versus belief in the supernatural needs to be completely stripped from this movie. It has no place in it. It is ridiculous. I, I don't understand why. And then I just wrote the end is all wrong in very large letters. Yeah, it, um, it was like they really wanted to include like some, some thoughtful like reason versus superstition versus religion in here. But then, but, but it, wasn't, but then it was like, lost. It's so out of place. It, here's the narrative they should have gone for because it seemed like most of the movie was building to this. Have either of you ever played Spec Ops The Line or read The Heart of Darkness? I read Heart of Darkness. No. And okay. This should have been about a person's slow descent into madness and possibly even dealing with like PTSD, but becoming like a murderous psychopath, because that's, that was what was supported in the actions of the movie. Yeah. He, he should not have returned triumphant. He should have taken over at the end. I assume those were the picks, the people with the blue paint. That's how they always portray them in movies where his older brother was living. Yeah. After he killed his brother, which was cool. I like that scene where they, she slips him a knife and they fight in the dark. That was kind of neat. After he kills his brother, he should have just taken over the picks and started burning down villages, whether they were Norse or Saxon. Or or just not even showed that, just implied it. Like, that should have been the end of the movie. This he's could have been a movie about... He's the new about, Conrad Kerr, such as it is. Yeah, this could have been a movie about one's man, one man's descent. Did I say descent. Conrad Kerr? I, I just combined the author with the, with, with the <laughs> character. <laughs> Kurt, yeah, you know what I Colonel mean. Colonel Kurtz, yeah. Yeah. This could have been a movie about one man's descent into madness. You know, all his companions die. I don't know what that that girl that they had kind of a thing going. She had no place in the Agnes. Film <laughs> yeah, she had no place in the film. I don't know what her deal was. Uh, I thought that as far as performances go, the the actor who played uh, Ivar was probably the best. I think. The best, and the bar is set an inch above the ground. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't want to give him too much because it, I I really. I'm pointing fingers at the script here. I feel yeah. like most of the technical work was fine for a movie, which I assume it was pretty low budget, you know? So I'm not asking for a lot. But I, yeah, I didn't really like it, no. no. <laughs> and I was going to, so 100%, this isn't a Hey James, watch this. This is just a movie you should go watch. If yeah. you want your Viking fix, but it not be a completely ridiculous, ridiculous one that we're selling you on, go watch <laughs> Valhalla Rising. Oh, okay. All right. Have you not seen that one? What, did you know? Yeah. Did you watch it and it was too good? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I I I've I watched it previously. Oh, okay. okay. Like I I didn't watch it in preparation for this podcast, but it stars Mads Mikkelsen, and mm -hmm. uh, he is some sort of slave, and 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 he has a really weird, dreamy, ultra violent narrative um, hmm. that goes along with exploring a new land. But it's called Valhalla Rising, and you should check it out. Cool. All right. Thanks for telling me about the good one. <laughs> yep. well, you I do like Mads Mikkels. We're, we're going to bring that? something good on this show. Yeah. Or, oh, you know, yeah. if no. you want something a little longer and good and Viking themed, the, the Vikings mm. TV show is, yeah, is uh, definitely that, better than this. I gave it a shot. It wasn't quite my thing. Um, it starts slow. The first yeah. season is a little bit of a slog, but once you get past that, it gets better. And, but I do want later to, on. It gets to... into some weird things as well with the the opium addiction and stuff. But mm. there's some good spots in there. 
I do want to say this about Hammer of the Gods. It stuck with me, I think because there was a lot of potential. It just didn't quite reach it. It didn't live up to it. So I, I don't want to say, like, this is certainly not my least favorite movie. I just am really d- disappointed with it. Mm. But in order to be disappointed, you have to have expectations. So I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yes, exactly. Well, am I ever proud of this one? <laughs> because on untitled.txt today, gentlemen, Woo-hoo. I don't know why I haven't why I didn't do this one sooner. Like I was I was sitting around last night trying to come up with a game for this one and it, it like like a bolt from the heavens. We're going to do video game movie adaptations. Oh, oh excellent. All right. <laughs> I know. Why did I not do this one before? A load of terrible films. So what I'm going to do, and here's how I'm going to work this. So so here is my inventive way, because you all know video games. We're all nerds here. And so Mm. I'm not going to describe the plot, because then I'm just describing a video game. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the stars of the movie. Oh, okay. okay. And then if you need an additional hint, I will give you the year the movie came out. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Okay. Yeah, way tough. to keep it challenging. That's a good idea. So, so, but the, the, so this one isn't for points. This is just by way of example, or kind of almost like a gear check, such as it is. All right, so I'm going to say Jim Carrey and James Marsden. Jim and then, Carrey. And then, since you need an extra hint, I'm going to say 2020. Jim Carrey was in a video game movie. Oh man, the recent ones I probably don't know as much about. <laughs> Well, boys, I can see how this game is going to go because that yeah, was Sonic this... the Hedgehog. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, no, of yeah. course. We, no, I, I saw a, uh, a an image of the monstrosity that was Yeah, but the then 3D. they reworked it. I, I mean, one look, I it'll never stop haunting me. So. <laughs> All right, well. Not the... that I even care about Sonic, but just what they made was unholy, you know? So, so now that I see about how well this is going to go, let's dive right in. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, so here we go. John Rhys-Davies, Claire Forlani, Lily Sobieski, Wing Commander, Chris Stanalockin, Matthew Lillard, Ray Liotta, and Burt Reynolds. It's not Wing Commander? It is not Wing Commander. The year was 2007 and the director was Uwe Boll. Oh. Well, uh, oh, um, oh, no. John Rhys-Davies and... and, and, and I, that sounds familiar. I, don't, I definitely haven't seen it, but... Well, boys, that would be, in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. Oh, no, I wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah, even nowhere close. near that. Also, right, Uwe Boll has made a lot of movies that have he, nothing to do with the games. He has, and I haven't included a lot of them on this list. Thank you. All right, let's go. All right, let's, let's take it a little bit easier. Let's go Kylie Minogue, Raul Julia, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Street Fighter. Street, yeah. Street Fighter was Street Fighter. Nicely done, James. Okay, let's go with Carl Urban and The Rock. Doom. <laughs> that was Doom. Nicely done, James. I saw that trash. <laughs> that, that's the only movie that Carl Urban and The Rock cannot make good by their mere presence. <laughs> because those that, two are amazing. Honestly, I think they could today. If you gave them yeah, exactly yeah. the same script and had them remake just that movie, I think it would come out. Just All let right. them kind of say whatever they wanted, go off script. <laughs> Okay, so let's give it to Angelina Jolie, John Voight. Uh, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is the oh, correct answer. Oh, of course. Nice, 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 nice. Boy, these movies were forgettable, huh? Weren't they? 
Okay, all right. Oh, oh, oh. let's go with uh, Mark Wahlberg, Mila Kunis, and Max Olga. Payne. That was Max Payne. Nicely done, James. Wow. I remember. Be, I remember that movie because the um, my the depths of my disappointment were boundless. <laughs> and I have another one sitting on here that that, that, would, that will disappoint you just as much and might <laughs> cause a triggering situation. Oh no. Um, Mark Dacascus, Scott Wolf, Alyssa Milano, George Hamilton, and Vanna White. Mario Brothers? No. Also, no. Robert Patrick plays the bad guy. What year was this one? Yeah. 1994. 94? Oh, is it Mortal Kombat? It is not Mortal Kombat. No, that had... Okay. And it's not the Mario one, that awful... No. Or, okay. Based on an old NES property. This is a hard one. But they I didn't make that, a Zelda movie, did they? No, they did not. I saw this movie when I was a kid in theaters. <laughs> On an old Nintendo property. Yes. All they have is Mario, Zelda, the, what's that other one? Star Fox. Um, <laughs> well, boys, that, that came would be, a little bit later. <laughs> that would be Double Dragon. Double Dragon. Oh. And if you ever want a walk down 90s memory lane, you just pull up Double Dragon from 1994 because it has aged not well at all. <laughs> I I remember playing Double Dragon in like arcades and stuff, but I don't believe I ever saw the movie. Yeah, well, keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> let's give this one. Okay, let's give this one to another No, hold Chris- on a sec. Hold on oh. a sec. Why why would they make a movie about Double Dragon? <laughs> Because you had so, so, so the plot of the movie was that was that there was a, a mystical oh my god I remember this I haven't looked this up at all <laughs> wow. like I did so there was a mystical amulet and there were two halves of it and like there were two brothers that were each in possession of it and the bad guy wanted it because if you combine the two it granted like ultimate power or something I believe the plot of Double Dragon is fight about it yes yeah yeah, yeah. and pick but up what was weapons the, and hit people with them but what yeah, was the plot I, of yeah. Super Mario Brothers. We'll rescue the princess. I yeah, guess. and that's what you got in the movie. <laughs> I actually this this is this is gonna surprise or make people hate me, but I liked the Mario Brothers movie. Not I also had, liked the Mario. Brothers not because movie. it had anything to do with Mario, but it was just so creative. I mean, it was dumb, but it, it was one, really creative. That, that, is, that was Super the Mario first Bro- time in my at that point young life that I walked out of a movie <laughs> hating the movie. Oh you, my God. you have to not look at it as based on the game. You just have to look at it as a standalone story, and it's quite—it's very creative if you do that. I definitely disagree. I think you need to look at it in context of the game, but then realize that it was directed by a Terry Gilliam and David Lynch. Yeah, and well, yeah, you, you that is go not that true. Way neither and... neither one of them directed it, but they should have. Yeah, well, it had that. It definitely had a Lynchian feel to, or like a. Like Tim Burton, but like way less acceptable. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it. It. I just remember the feeling of the movie. Yeah, the, the individual scenes. I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd be like, "Wow, that was hot garbage." But at the time, it terrified and interested me as a kid. Uh, truth be told, Super Mario Brothers 1993 is on my list, so I can't. Use <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's give it to another. Uh, so, so this is this is actress's second appearance. Uh, this is Christina Locken. Michael Madsen, Ben Kingsley, Billy Zane, and Michelle Rodriguez. Is that the new Doom Annihilation movie? No. Oh, what's the year? That is 2006. Are there any is repeats on here? Is Resident like Evil. A different Tomb Raider movie? There are no repeats on here. Okay. 
It's not well, one of the Resident Evil movies. Is, oh, no, they all the had Mila Jovovich. They all had Mia, Mia Jovovich, yep. Yeah, is it Mia? Or Mil- I, for, I pronounce it Mia, but I don't know. Okay. Ms. Ms. Jovovich. Uh, you said it so confidently, I was sure that that's how you say it. I have found that if you say most things confidently, people believe you. <laughs> uh, I don't believe either of you anything you say ever since we started this podcast. Yes, but, you, but you've known me for many years. <laughs> that's true. But you usually don't try to convince me to watch things that I don't like. <laughs> well, boys, that was Blood Rain, also directed by UA. Oh, never played that one. It's a great one. I played the toss out of that game. Fry, I lied. There is a repeat, but I haven't given you either one of them yet. Oh, okay. I, I was just looking on here. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal, Ben Kingsley, and Alfred Molina. Oh. Uh, is this the second gosh. one in a row with Ben Kingsley? This is the second one with Ben Kingsley. Oscar winner, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Best actor, Ben Kingsley. But not for this movie, I guess. Not for this movie. I don't know. What year? 2010. 2010? Well, say the actors again. That is Jake Gyllenhaal, Ben Kingsley, and Alfred Molina. All very established yeah, I A-list I actors. Don't know why all three of them would be in a video game movie. <laughs> Fry anything? No, I got nothing, I got nothing on this. That was I, Prince I of Persia: The a... Sands of Time. Oh, oh, that awful, awful. Yeah, okay. This is probably the point where I should point out I have made a habit of avoiding video game movies yeah. as much as I can. And that's why I wanted to do this so badly, because I have seen, like, one of these. But I'm aware of all the others' existence. Okay, Sean Bean, Rada Mitchell, Carrie Ann Moss, Malcolm McDowell, and Kit Harington in a young pre-Game of Thrones fame. But the one that gives that one away is Sean Bean, because he's only been in one video game franchise. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) He was in Oblivion. (laughs) Interestingly, he didn't die in the first one. And that's another oh. clue. This is 2012, and this is the sequel. Wait, was this one of the other, one of the newer Tomb Raiders? No. No? Okay. Let's have the actors one more time. That was Sean Bean, Rada Mitchell, Carrie Ann Moss, Malcolm McDowell, and Kit Harington. Is, is, hold on, wait, is, is, with Malcolm McDowell, I just have to guess it again, uh, is that Wing Commander? No. Okay, dang. If, yeah. The correct answer was Silent Hill. Oh, I completely I saw that movie and completely forgot about it. And specifically Silent Hill Revelation, but I would have taken Silent Hill. Yeah, right, <laughs> at this point. Let's do two more. Okay. Let's give it to... Okay, so here is one. I'm going to give it to Christian Slater and Tara Reid. Christian Slater and Tara Reid. Well, if it's got Christian Slater, it can't be too recent, right? He hasn't been done anything in a while, I don't think. 2005. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell we're not going anywhere with that one, so that Who would knows? be... Oh. Who no, else is in it? Nobody. No, nobody <laughs> would. Okay, go ahead. That would be Alone in the Dark. Oh, no, I'm not going to kick myself for that one. I don't... That movie was utterly forgettable. Yeah, James, didn't we watch that together back in college and I and don't remember. <laughs> was, was, oh, yeah, was that when we discovered... Well, no, y'all, y'all would have been graduated by then. I, I yeah, think we watched true. it like just after because I, I remember yeah. we watched Alone in the Dark and like the joke was that at no point was anyone alone or alone in or, the, in, or the in the dark. The dark yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was when we discovered Uwe Boll. Yeah, that's or at least right. that's when I remember learning about him and going, "Oh, this guy sucks." <laughs> All right, so wow, we're bad at this, huh? 
We are so bad at this. Well, I've got to give you. I've, I've got to give you one. Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard, Charlotte Assassin's Rampley. Creed. Thank you, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That is what that was. It, I, I I saw that one on. I think it was on Prime, or it was really cheap, or something. And I was like, yeah, that's about what I expected for a movie about a franchise that's basically the Ancient Aliens documentary. <laughs> well, that would be uh, four for James. I got four. One wow. for Fry. <laughs> That's about where I expected to come in. <laughs> and and we're definitely going to have to start a new round of this soon because James now leads Fry by 20 points. Fry, <laughs> Fry what, what are some movie genres that I can dive into that you will do better at? Michael Bay trash, probably. <laughs> Michael, Michael Bay. <laughs> the, all the Transformers. Just, all yeah, the Transformers. Just, just, just pick like the, any... Very like, specific at, questions from the Transformers movies. Like questions about the movie Avatar or something. <laughs> which which Transformer had truck nuts? Oh, I, I have no idea. Wasn't there one? That, 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 there was one he was like... No, he, you, he, I, you're, you're specifically right. I believe it was that same movie. Not only did a Transformer have truck nuts, but then Bumblebee pees on a guy at later... I'm pretty sure that's the... I'm th- I think we're thinking of the same movie. I Yeah. I mean, they're all pretty awful, but that one, like... And I've only seen... I saw the first one, and maybe the second one, and that was the one that got, like, really racist. And I, I remember... <laughs> no, it did. It was really racist. Yeah, there was, that one, there was that one Transformer that talked jive. There were two. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There were two. And one had a cigar. That's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and that was, like... You can laugh at me all you want. I just want to make sure I get it right. What were the crows in the original Dumbo animated movie called? Like, wasn't one of them actually it, it, it named was... Jim Crow or something like that? Oh, my God. They they may well have been. That oh, is what those Transformers reminded me of. Wow. Oh, that's, that's a callback. It's, but it's not, the, it's not a stretch. You go man, back and look. Got, have y'all gone watch back and watched like, cartoons from the 40s? Oh, it's oh, awful. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's bad. why Disney won't release Song of the South. Either, either it should, it, they should probably send it to a museum and then, like, just not air it, but it should, but it, at the same time, you don't want to deny it, right? It's like, it's like the Star so. Wars holiday special, but just ever so much worse. <sighs> well, the Star Wars holiday special wasn't racist, it was just very bad and nonsensical. <laughs> well, James, you asked for mystery. I, yes. And yes. boy, do we have a good old hard boiled detective yarn for you. Ooh, cool! Fra, fra, and, and and we intentionally have not told you the name because I, because we wanted to see how excited you would be on the podcast. So, Fry, can you give us a quick rundown of this? Yeah, yeah, certainly. So, while investigating underhanded dealings at a biotech facility, mm-hmm. a cop vanishes after a car crash and is presumed dead. His only living next of kin, his estranged son, is notified and comes in to to wrap up his father's affairs. So as he's visiting his father's apartment, on the way there, he meets a young reporter who is convinced she's on the trail of a huge story, but the son doesn't know anything, just thinks that's weird. But then when he gets into the apartment himself, as he's he's looking around, uh, trying to understand his father's life, he finds a man or a person there who has no memory of who he is, only a a cap with this address on it that has led him here. (laughs) Okay. They start trying to piece Wait, together. When you say a cap, do you mean like a baseball cap? What are you referring to? Yeah, like a, a really, it's one of those like Sherlock Holmes style hats. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So he's 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 found this hat. It's got this address on it. So he's trying to figure out who he is. The kid's a little bit in disbelief that the father could be dead, and so he's right. he he wants to know more as well. 
So they they start investigating based on you know, what they find in the father's apartment. Although somewhat reluctantly, the son kind of was just there to wrap things up and didn't really want to get entangled in his father's affairs. Okay. Their investigation takes them to an illegal underground fighting ring and then to the ruins of a biotech facility that his father was investigating. Okay, cool. And then all the way up to the ruler of this uh, somewhat strange utopian city they are in. On the way, uncover a conspiracy with citywide repercussions. I'm intrigued. You're That's intrigued. right, James. Right. We, br- we bring you 2019's Detective Pikachu. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Please give me a moment. <laughs> if we were to do a transcription of this episode, I want it noted that James quietly seethes for a few minutes. <laughs> okay. I obviously have questions <laughs> and i will say this you have all your work ahead of you but you do have one advantage i was too old to get into the pokemon craze mm-hmm. and i know nothing about it other than that there are lots of uh, marketing opportunities i mean monsters that you can collect in the games so if the movie deviates significantly from the games i won't know <laughs> well, and that's well, the, possibly your only advantage in this discussion. The, the, the good news is the games are not deep as far as plot goes. And I can see why you didn't ask me if I had seen this one before. <laughs> because we knew. <laughs> There's zero chance of that, huh? But uh, this, the, the, the anime follows the exploits of um, Ash Ketchum <laughs> and, and his Pikachu as they strive to be the best. Again, not a deep plot. Yes. Some some proper Pokemon enthusiasts might come for me on that one. But this is has nothing to do with Ash Ketchum or that, that's fine. I don't have any investment in the character. I was under the impression for ages that Pikachu was a unique Pokemon, that there was only one of him. Uh mm-hmm. this is false. He is a race like all the other Pokemon. I assumed each Pokemon was a species. And yes, the only thing and, I'm and really interested in is how tasty they are. Um But this no, I, uh, <laughs> the, the, this Pikachu is voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I'm aware of that. I remember seeing stories in my news feed until I started blocking all of them. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've I've first I'd like to Fry, I don't really think the plot, I mean, you certainly if you want to go over some key moments, that's fine. But I don't think that's going to be a deciding factor for me. I certainly was interested before I understood the framing device. <laughs> I, I thought you had found a hidden gem or something. Uh, I, you know, in a way we have, though. Because <laughs> you son of a bitch. Fry, are we done good? Oh, you absolute scumbags. Okay, I want to ask some questions. And... It's going to be... I'm going to try my damnedest not to say but Pokemon after every question. (laughs) Okay. Does this movie go for like a noir detective thing or is it just a kid's movie? Like what is the... What's the vibe? Like I'm sure it's somewhere in between detective and kids. If there's a slider, all the one way is kids, all the other way is detective. What's the... God, this is a poorly worded question. How would you rate it? You're asking, is this a kid's movie or a detective movie, I think. I'm asking, I'm sure it lies on the slider because children's movies can also be detective movies. How far to the kid's side is it set? It, it is, I, I wouldn't say it is all the way to the kid's side at all. I would say there's, there, it's somewhere in that gray area in between. 
At what uh, age would you allow a child to watch this movie? At least 12. Yeah. It's, it starts off with more of a noir vibe, but the tone is inconsistent. Uh, like there's a whole slew of jokes that fly right over kids' heads, right, including right. one Reservoir Dogs reference, which is interesting. Um, pretty, pretty common since the Shrek days, I think. Yeah. yeah. But as far as like being entirely kid-focused, like there's a couple of vaguely off-color jokes. And I mean, the movie does start with you know, a violent car crash and uh, the death of a parent. Don't hold on. Don't get derailed. I'm not asking <laughs> if this movie is edgy. I don't really give a crap about that. I, I'm just trying to think of questions to ask that aren't. But why did you watch this? <laughs> because, because it's a bit here. This is and to, to give you context on why we watch this. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from because it's very very funny that you're trying to get me to watch this yeah, movie. Yeah, which I is, mean, I mean, which the, is great. I love it. But that God. certainly. Going back to and and that was why I did the the, the video game Untitled Text because yes. there are there are a lot of people in this movie that shouldn't be, um, <laughs> like like didn't they have anything better to do with their time? So you've got Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith, you've got uh, Catherine Newton, Suki Waterhouse who has no lines, uh, she, right. she, Ken Watanabe and Bill Nye for some reason. Oh, that's I the, love Bill that, Nye. He's one of the, my favorite. That's Nye he not Nye. Oh, it's Nighy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Bill Nighy. He's he's awesome, and, and every, so every role he's in is like pure gold, except probably get, this one. And getting him, like, getting to watch him say Pokemon and then talk <laughs> about Pokemon is surreal. It would be like when Alec Guinness was on the set of Star Wars and he had no idea what anything was. Like, I don't understand yeah. any of this. Oh, I would love to. Have, I, I need to find some like behind the scenes videos of, of Bill Nye on set here and just and his like, thoughts. You can just on the see movie. him. You see him in this like curved over stance, sitting in a chair, reading the script and looking at the director, going, "Now, what does this mean?" <laughs> like, just God. tell me again. What is a Mewtwo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't. So, I don't but, know how but, to proceed. Like, I guess Fry just tell me why did, you think I should watch it. Yeah, he, he did a pretty good job summing it up. Do you... So, his dad gets killed, presumably, in a car crash. Well, Ryan Reynolds' to, dad or Pikachu's dad? Pikachu's dad. No, okay. wait. Okay. <laughs> no, P- 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 yeah, Pikachu's dad. It, I would have believed either Tim. one. Tim uh, Goodman. T- t- Tim is the character. He's the son. Okay. And his dad is the one that's presumably killed. And Pikachu was working with his dad. Okay. Think who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, and no, I except horrible computer animation. I got you. That, that's the usually I'm a stickler for that kind of thing. This was pretty good. Yeah, this yeah. I was actually very surprised by like just how well they managed to try to make this feel like a surreal world where these Pokémon are actually there. And and I actually thought this was really neat. I was noticing while while watching it. The city that they're in is, it, it almost reminded me a little bit of like some of the sci-fi movies where there's just a ton of neon and bright colors. Uh, and in, in those sci-fi movies, those, those colors are there to kind of illuminate the, the, the darkness within the city. The, the... Or, to, or to haphazardly mask it or to provide a contrast. to the Yeah, city. yeah, to provide a contrast, exactly. Here, those lights serve that purpose, but also... Because the city itself is so brightly colored, the colorful Pokemon seem like a regular part of it as well. They actually but also because children like bright colors, and also because children <laughs> like bright colors. But it's not like Sorry. that. It's not like a 
children's TV show in, in its color color scheme. I would like to be a very old man for the next thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, <clears throat> and and then many years thereafter. <laughs> yes, Russ, you mentioned Roger Rabbit. I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan of Roger Rabbit, but one thing it did really well was integrate the 2D animation and the live action. Mm. And I am trying to think of a recent movie that has done that really well with computer animation. Uh, And I'm having trouble thinking of one where specifically they're bringing cartoon-like characters into a live action set. Maybe the Scooby-Doo movies? I I haven't seen them, so maybe, Mm. yeah. This does fine. P- Pikachu is a major character. Like, he's in every shot. Right. Um, and then you have a whole host of Pokemon in the background doing their things. And they're all really cute. Like, I, the, 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 this, uh, there was Pokemon, well, whatever owns Pokemon, is, is very protective of their intellectual property. And so they had, like, final sign-off on all the character designs because they're going right. from 2D to 3D. Because it's not right. 2D anima- like Roger Rabbit animation. They're all 3D in the world. No, I, that's why I was asking the question, yeah. But uh, as far as integrating things, it's they're almost too cute for real life. Because like even the <laughs> ones that are terrifying have kind of a little like, oh, look at these nugums kind of look about well, them. Well, that's, that's how they're designed, right? They're designed to have easily identifiable silhouettes and be very simple. And, and so when you translate them to 3D, they probably tried to keep those things, yeah. My wife thought that uh, hmm, uh, Psyduck was sort of unnerving in his real life <laughs> existence. I um, <laughs> the, the Psyduck character like is actually kind of hilarious the way the Psyduck is used. Is that isn't that, isn't that a, like a duck with like an eye in its forehead or something? Well, no, it, it just looks like a duck, but it's but but, but it has psychic powers. Yeah, hmm. and and this one in particular, I, I don't, I'm not up on my Pokemon lore. But this one in particular... Sure. No, Fry, Fry, embrace it. Just let it out. It's okay. You don't have to hide it from us. If, if this particular Psyduck gets stressed, uh, it explodes. And so it's a somewhat dangerous thing to have with you while investigating a... Does that kill it? Is it then no, it's just by another Psyduck? kind of injures the people around it. <laughs> kind of okay. injures. I... So, and uh, th- 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 this was glossed over just a little bit. In the comic or the anime the way that it works is you have trainers that go out into the world to capture pokemon and then they fight them against each other so yeah it's like dog fighting right yeah Yeah, exactly and (laughs) i'm glad you mentioned that because we're going to talk about that later um i bet that they have the pokeballs that they go out and they trap them with and they fight them later on well in this movie they don't the pokeballs are mentioned and used like once and most of the movie is set in Rhyme City, that's R-Y-M-E, a city where Pokemon are no longer captured by people, but they live together in harmony a la Toontown. Wisely sidestepping the moral question of if these creatures can speak, maybe we shouldn't be. And also, even if they can't, like dogfighting is wrong, God. Very wisely. <laughs> okay, what, one, one kind no. of related thing to, to that before we go on. Sure, sure, sure. There's points in this movie where you realize the story they're telling, uh, especially early on, they have to tell this story with Pokemon. Because if the if there weren't Pokemon, if this was like an illegal underground fighting ring that they were <laughs> drugging people to make them fight harder, would be dark as fuck. This would be a very dark movie if well, they yeah, weren't Pokemon. Yeah, that's, that's what we were saying. I'm glad they... Well, no, I don't know if I'm glad they sidestepped. That would have been pretty funny to see in a kid's movie. Fry. <laughs> Why, from your perspective, should I watch this movie? 
So I, I want to say, I, it, admittedly, I am a fan of, of Ryan Reynolds. He does a great job in this. Uh, he, he very much carries this movie. So, so Ryan Reynolds as a coffee-addicted amnesiac Pikachu is just fantastic to watch. I, I didn't know really anything about the, you know, I played a couple of Pokemon games, but I'm not you know, a big fan of them or anything. Certainly hadn't played the Detective Pikachu games. Oh, is that, I, that's a game series. There's actually a game series for Detective Pikachu, and I find myself actually kind of wanting to play it after watching this movie. <laughs> Oddly enough, it was it was really fun. Okay, interesting. Russ, yes. Why do you think I should watch this movie? <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I've dropped over here to my to my bullet list of many things. Um, first off, this movie Twice. has a screen room. Okay. Um, it's not quite as good as the screen room from The Pearl, but it's close. It's pretty okay. good. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty good screen room. Should we start keeping track of screen rooms? We should. I, yeah, <laughs> yes. I, 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 we need untitled uh, text two screen rooms in movies. I think obviously skyscraper holds the top spot right now. I think we, we need like a Hertzsprung Russell diagram for screen rooms in movies, <laughs> where like the where like the white dwarfs are like. A, a guy has a screening room in his house, and like yes. the and like the blue giants are like the pearl. Anywho, the reporter character drives a G Wiz. Oh, those little bitty one person cars? Yep. No, 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 no. That not 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 those not the peels. Oh. The the the, the G Wiz seats potentially four, um, but it's it's the one that Jeremy Clarkson's always railing on. They're very very small. He, he well, rails on every small car, as far yes. as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. No, just Google it right now. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I'm. It's I'm it, not... it, it's the letter G hyphen Wiz W I Z. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've never I've never seen a G Wiz in a film, so I like that. They retrofit the Glen Finian Viaduct to have a road on it, which was a weird choice for me. That's the that, what? The, Hold on. The so what? so it's this train track in Scotland where okay. you where you you've seen it in movies because the Hogwarts Express runs across it. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. really iconic, and it's it's this curved bridge thing um, where trains go. But they use it in this movie, and they CG a road onto it, which I think is cute. And then they also mm-hmm. CG the G Wiz onto it. Uh, the dialogue <laughs> is terrible. Uh, yeah. It is. It, it, it's almost like it was a film, like the dialogue was film noir st- style, but written for children. Yeah, and so that's kind of what I was afraid of. <laughs> and so our um, reporter, played by Catherine Newton, at one point delivers the line, uh, "I walk the walk and I talk the talk," straight facedly. Uh, oh gosh! I want you to see the opening font. Uh, slash font <laughs> used throughout this movie yeah. because I have never had a font activate my fight or flight response. <laughs> I, I had and, to ask if a font could be racist when I saw this. <laughs> what? And by golly, if a font is racist, Detective Pikachu's font is racist. Is it? Is it? What is it? Invoking some kind of like I've seen like those quote unquote Asian fonts. They seem a little bit racist. It yeah. sings a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a drug used in the movie to make Pokemon angry. It's called they, they call it Compound R. And I okay. had to ask if I was just like missing a hidden kanji or something because the R is so stylized and jacked up. Uh, turns out <laughs> no. Um, but... <laughs> wow. So, oh, this is great. So, uh, Ken Watanabe, that you will know him as that Japanese guy who's in everything. Yeah. Um, 
he plays another detective in the movie, another human detective who has a partner Pokemon that's a bulldog, so that's fun. <laughs> Tim goes to him to find out about his dad's death. And he's like, your dad couldn't have survived. Watch this. And he turns to a TV and shows him security camera footage of his dad's car flying off the road and exploding. <laughs> now, here's the best part. He didn't have to cue that up. He just had it ready to go. It's like, <laughs> like he'd case, been watching it on loop or something. In like case that. the Plus. grieving son comes into my office, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to hit play, and then he's going to get a snoot full of that. Have you ever seen that first Final Destination movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the bus scene? Yeah. Where that girl ste- steps out into what I think is an alley and she just gets killed by a bus. Just gets obliterated. <laughs> by I think the bus, I watched yeah. that like 20 times in a row and laughed every time because <laughs> it's so fake and so out of place. Like that bus is going between two buildings. There's like no yeah. question it's an alley. <laughs> and it's like, going 85 miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really fast. And the CGI is bad, so it was funny. But <laughs> it was so. It was so prompt that it took me out of the movie. I was like, wait, did he just had that ready to go? <laughs> Boom, just, here's he, your dad dying. He'd just yeah. been watching it on loop like, oh, that's a good one. And I will say, like, they say no one could have survived that crash. And he's got the crash, like, pulled up. And and sure, it's a bad crash. But so also they didn't in check? The, in, the next, in the next vein, or the next sentence, it's like, oh, but we didn't find a body. So, what do you think happened? What What is your theory for this? Eaten by ocean Pokemans. I, yeah, perhaps there are Pokemon who go around just consuming human corpses, but that's a bit darker than this movie would have us thinking of. My understanding, having and my, my entire understanding of Pokemon comes from the Drawfee channel uh, on YouTube. And if you have not watched Julia from the Drawfee channel on YouTube attempt to draw Pokemon, you really should. It's very funny. <laughs> Um, because she doesn't know anything about it, and it's very, very funny. Um, so they just like tell her the name or something, and she. she they tell her town. the name and her art style. She went to, I guess, she went to like a fashion school or something, and she draws like handsome men in nice clothes. Yeah. But then they describe the Pokemon to her, or they, they just tell her the name, and she draws the most horrifying creations you've ever seen. Check out the Drawfee channel Is that on YouTube. Video, that you sent me a video of this, didn't you? I may have. Yes. Oh. But but oh, it, yeah. it was so it, many good videos. It wasn't this one. But it was another one of her drawing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything she draws is like pure gold. It's it's amazing. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Okay. One. okay. So anywho, moving on. I guys. <laughs> but wait, you haven't heard the philosophy yet. No, I know. I know. We, we're we're getting there. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to level set and let you know where you're at. You still have all your work ahead. Of you <laughs> Russ, if you would be so very kind and philosophize us. Okay, boy. Um, so, it, and I want y'all chiming in often with this one because oh, I, I, oh, I, yeah. I, took the, I took this in a direction and then at the very end I took it in a separate direction because where I started has been done to death. I want to talk about how problematic Pokemon is. Yeah. And, and this has been done over and over again, but you know we, we each have unique points of view. First off, a Pokemon trainer starts off at either 10 or 11 years old and then is immediately thrust into life or death situations. Okay, I wanted to throw that out there. As you pointed out, James, Pokemon battles are legalized dog fights. However, the dogs have more sentience. Yeah, so it's, it's even worse, although I just want to say for the record, dog fighting is wrong and bad and wrong and you shouldn't do it. <laughs> let's, yeah. go, let's go with that. Just be um, real clear. Now, so we're taking a strong stand against dog We do not Bold support statements dog only fighting. here. I don't care. I who hope this doesn't cost us, us viewers. 
<laughs> we disagree with dogfighting. <laughs> I feel like I feel like suddenly that's like a lot like a GOP lit- litmus test. <laughs> Are you running for Republican you, primary? How do you feel about dogfighting? When you do, you ever get that feeling like when somebody says something really uncontroversial, like I like doggies and kitties, and and I think that you shouldn't fight them. Do you ever get the just the urge to try to find a way to disagree with them. <laughs> is is this POV YouTube comments? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I said, is my point of view right now YouTube comments? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, YouTube comments would be the opposite of that, whatever that. Like, you can have a you can have a video of kittens playing and five comments down, it's, it's like someone's trying to start a race war. Like, yeah. it's awful. YouTube is... Why has yeah. it got to be a black cat? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it, oh yeah. Yeah. D- don't help anyone. <laughs> Stop don't helping help Russ. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. No, no. It's a, that, that, that's exactly. I'm. I'm hoping this invites discussion, no matter how terrifying. <laughs> okay, so this movie is set in Rhyme City, where Pokemon and people live side by side. Now, Implying as you that ri- they don't in the rest of this world, as you rightly pointed out, what does this say about the Pokemon universe? If this is a better way to do it. So I went out there and read a little bit about Pokeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need to say that like six or seven more times. <laughs> and uh, come to find out, the creators of Pokemon have repeatedly insisted that the Pokemon are conscious within the Pokeball. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they also say that they They're are... They're aware com- of time passing? Yes, and th- they also go on to say that they are comfortable in there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I would like to point out. Um, Isn't that what puppy mills say about their puppies? <laughs> oh, they're comfortable. Yeah. So, m- a lot of us have been living through uh, quarantines and pandemics, and mm-hmm. haven't been going anywhere for a while. Now, imagine that was the case where you were stuck in your house, and the only time you were let out was to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, okay, to, so this, and, and you're fighting, and you may frequently lose these fights as well. You would get pretty goddamn twitchy, I would imagine. Pokemon trainers are capturing sentient beings, sometimes up and including the level of gods, and throwing them into <laughs> void prisons. Yes. Uh, yes. The, 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 the sentient beings are aware of the passage of time. They are aware that they cannot escape. And when they do, it'll be to fight something. And then they have to go right back in after they're done, win or lose. Okay. Right. Mewtwo is a Pokemon that was created by people, I think. Um, yes. Okay. Can employ literal godlike destru- destruction and healing capabilities up to the point of healing or destroying an entire city at the same time. So, did man just create God? And if so, how did he catch it? And can and can Mewtwo eliminate all pain and suffering? It uh, it certainly seemed like it could. It just chooses not to. It it didn't if seem I to think would... a lot of people. If I was Mewtwo, it would seem to me that the best way to eliminate pain and suffering would be to get rid of the humans. Now, here is my next thought. If we stick with the rest of the world and your Pokemon lives inside your Pokeball, okay, that's fine. You put that in your pocket. In Rhyme City, all of the, there's at least as many Pokemon as there are people, most right. likely more, and they do not live in Pokeballs. They live freely. So I want to, call, I want to bring your attention to New York City, 1899. Okay. Where there were so many horses that the manure was a public health crisis. Yes. (laughs) Not only that, but the corpses of horses that would drop dead throughout their daily existences. Why is Rhyme City so pretty and sparkly? Because the Pokemon can use toilets. 
is their entire energy grid based off of Pokemon poo? Because not all of these Pokemons do use toilets. Some of them are running wild. Okay. It's so strange that they have, like, you can't really, categorizing them all as one thing is wrong, clearly. Yeah. Some exactly. of them are clearly just people that look different, and some of them are animals. Yes, they have varying degrees of sentience, but none of them are below the level of, like, a small child. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah easily. I mean, well, if they, they fucking talk, right? Even if they just some say of their them. own name? So, so, some of them talk. So, some can... of them can construct sentences. Oh, God. This is, t- yeah, this is deeply, deeply terrifying. I, I read about the smartest Pokemon, which is apparently something called Alakazam. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is stated as having an IQ of 5,000. And you're going to put it in a <laughs> void prison where it's aware of the passage of time. E- and then even, make if it that's a, even if that's a typo and its IQ is only 500, this is still the smartest <laughs> being we've ever encountered. Right. Yeah, I... Um... Okay. Yeah, this is this is wrong. All of this is wrong. <laughs> so 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 let's go back to Rhyme City where everyone is walking around with a Pokemon. Some of them, like Pikachu, are relatively docile until made to fight. Others right. are literal dragons. So pretend that you were in, you lived in a city where everyone had a dog. Some of the dogs were the size of box vans and could also breathe fire. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. is amazing the city is not just fallen into chaos constantly well, well no hold but on like I every city that because i think what this speaks to is the inherent nature of pokemons to not want to fight and in out outside of the city they are clearly being forced to fight by humans and not only not just humans children <laughs> yeah. but if, if we take it to the next the next step though that means in every other city in the world yes there are potential bank robbers out there Carrying balls that contain dragons that they can just pop open at their whim. Or any other criminal could just have a fucking uh, god, you know, some <laughs> kind of god being, and is ready to go to attack anyone he wants to. Well, the only thing that's stopping them is that the guards have them too, I would imagine. Oh, golly, did you just say the only thing that stops a bad guy with a Pokemon is a good guy with a Pokemon? Uh, I'm not endorsing it, but... <laughs> that's my, my... problematic. <laughs> My assumption is that's how they're. Well, they're just, we've already established a society's barbaric, right? They're anim, it's based on animal fighting. It's an animal fighting based economy, right? Now, beyond that, uh, I also want to point out uh, Catherine Newton's uh, reporter character Lucy walks around with a Psyduck, and we've mentioned him before. It's not that he explodes; it's that he sends out a tremendously powerful psychic wave that screws up everything around him. Right, I knew that. I was just being facetious. So, I <laughs> uh, so I want to so I want to call your attention to Logan, twenty seventeen, uh, where oh, Professor yes. X's psychic powers are no longer in his control, and he frequently yes. freaks out and devastates everyone's mind within a hundred yard radius. Yes. Um, yeah. Now imagine someone a little less sentient than that, but it was triggered by stress. Um, so a so a reporter is walking around with a psychic bomb. Anyway, yeah. this movie is not about any of that. This movie is about Freud, an Oedipus complex, and how none of us really ever know our fathers. <laughs> I knew you were going to do go to the dads on this one because his dad dies. I knew it. There's actually two father son relationships that make up the core of this. I movie. definitely didn't yes. predict the Oedipus angle though. So go for it, Russ. Oh no, that's it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. His, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't kill his mother allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's in the sequel. Gross. 
No, no, but no, all, gross. But but but, but the, the the whole movie is is sons wanting to live up to their fathers and all this nonsense because right, Bill Nye right. because Bill Nye's character has a son that he is disappointed in and all, yeah it's it's yeah it's yeah. To be fair to that person, if you were if any of us were the son of Bill Nye, he would be disappointed. In us. <laughs> One, one can only imagine the levels of disappointment. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to watch this movie. It sounds dumb and terrible, and I can't believe that you guys force yourselves to watch it. Although I have to commend you on doing so for the sake of the show, and it was very funny. But uh, joke time's over now. <laughs> it's time to kill the fun. Unle- I, I am obviously willing to listen to any other arguments but i think we all knew where this one was going (laughs) i have to mention how we came up with this movie yes please (laughs) i'm curious russ russ messaged me the other night to you know now that once power was back on and you know said hey we should probably come up with a movie uh you know a minute passed by i didn't have any ideas and so i was like uh just to get the conversation started uh comedy option detective pikachu (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm yeah i'm totally doing that one yeah i mean it it, i think that makes sense you know so fry and i for anyone doesn't know live in texas and our power was out for most of the week so we didn't really weren't able to watch movies so i think Given the time frame, uh, that was pretty funny. And I liked your little sneaky trick of describing the plot and getting me to go, oh, that's interesting, before revealing what it is. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it, but nice work. And I appreciate the sacrifice that both of you made. Do you know the funny part? I didn't hate this one nearly as much as I've hated a lot of the ones yeah, I've watched. Oh, we I definitely I watched I'm other movies. Hate it. I just I can't see myself enjoying it. You know what I mean? On the, I, 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 want, I want to throw out a trivia question. On the scale hmm. of all-time video game box office movies, where do you think this one lands as far as highest grosses go? Are you asking me to guess or are you asking for Yeah, yeah I'm, it, oh, it's, okay. it's the peanut gallery. I just threw it out there. I, I assume it's, it's above average because most of them have been absolutely abysmal. Yeah, I've, I've got the box office number here, but I don't have the comparison. But it, it looks like it's definitely one of the better ones. It is number two. Number yeah. two? What's really? number one? What do you think is number one? It's not Doom, is it, with The it's Rock? It's not Doom, no. Okay, uh, I didn't think so. Resident more Evil? Recent. It's, it's, it's more recent than that. Uh, I think oh, Resident Evil's was, a good uh, guess, Fry. Uh, tw- well, Re- Resident Evil as a franchise has made more, right. but, yeah, but, but I'm, not I'm talking about individual movies. I don't know. Uh, and, World and of Warcraft. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, God, that was terrible, that makes huh? Sense. Warcraft. That was a bad CGI fest, and I hated it. <laughs> what is, but it, it's really close. They're only about they're only about six million dollars apart, I think. And before that, so, so here's the worst part: before Warcraft and um, Detective Pikachu, the, the highest grossing video game adaptation was Prince of Persia. <laughs> really? Because I saw that thing, and that thing was garbage. Man, they must have marketed the hell out of it. What do y'all think was I... the best video game adaptation? The Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, no. I, I mean, I've got to go with either like some of the the early Resident Evil movies, or yeah, I'd say uh, Resident Evil because they made exactly as much sense as the story in the video games. And the the more recent Tomb Raider movies, as as uh, video game movie adaptations, I think were actually pretty good. I wouldn't say they were good, but I would say they were fairly accurate. Like as a movie to sit there and watch, like it's 
it's not great for a movie. It's great for a video game movie. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> that. Probably, you're probably right. Probably the best ones we have are Resident Evil. God, that's yeah. sad. Well, and sad. Resident Evil cannot be captured in a movie because it's all about the experience of playing it. The plot's nonsensical. It makes no sense. It's like. It's a it's a bunch of betrayals and like corporations creating super soldiers that immediately turn around and kill the people who created them. Like it doesn't. Right. Why do they keep doing that? Super sol like ever since the bomb was invented, you don't need another way to kill a lot of people really fast. Like maybe a virus, I don't know, but then not a virus that turns people into things other than dead. Like if your if if your goal is like okay I've got this city and I want to kill everyone in it we already have bombs I don't understand why you would want a super soldier but yeah creating like... a super soldier seems only to bring downsides like you're you're creating yes. something with a lot of power sure it's very but you're immediately investing all of that power into one person who may have yeah. other plans for that power well it's very expensive okay you're empowering individuals rather than rather than organizations like yeah. yeah it's it's a cool idea like if you go on the mechanized side rather than the bioengineered side like it's a cool idea but i don't see the benefit <laughs> yeah that's umbrella's whole thing isn't it we're just shock and awe a, man that's all there is to it bigger thing that's harder to kill the end control <laughs> and very important that it's hard yeah. to control it will immediately get out and and start destroying the world isn't it sad when like you're talking best video game adaptations and like Street Fighter gets thrown out there? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, well, actually, I do want special mention for Street Fighter because Raul Julia was amazing. <laughs> no, was no one is going to take that away from anyone. That was his final role, sadly, and oh, he was incredible. <laughs> if, like, if he's going to play M Bison, he's going to do it whole hog. Stole the entire show like after you see him on screen you're like wait where did he go i want to now get these other characters don't mean anything go back to raul julia um but uh but and actually if you're if we're talking about accuracy rather than quality street fighter is definitely on there so is mortal Kombat. it's a tournament to take over the world for some yeah. reason yeah. while we're talking about uh mortal Kombat, the trailer for the oh. new mortal Kombat movie just came out this week did you oh, see that trailer Oh, that I haven't seen like it. A lot that of fun. sounds fun. Oh, get out there and watch that trailer. Did watch they, that did trailer. Did they finally right make now. it like R-rated or They it it could not be a harder R. <laughs> <laughs> it is mind boggling. Just watch the Red Band trailer. It is cool. like, yeah. like the levels of gore and violence they've gone to in this thing. It's video game quality. Mortal Kombat is another is is a very good example of a series cuz I played one of the more recent ones. Not the most recent. I think was it god 7 or 10 or I don't know what they're up to. I played one of the more recent ones in the past couple of years, and the fighting is fun. You know, it's good and all that stuff. I'm not great at it, but it's I, it's enjoyable. But the story has gotten to the point where the writers have had to start writing them out of truly tremendously silly plot holes, and it's starting to get, like, so bad it's funny again. Mm -hmm. So, like, apparently in one of the Mortal Kombat's, a lot of the characters were turned into, like, undead zombies under the control of some evil. I don't know. And now they had to figure out a way to turn them back. <laughs> it's very okay. stupid. It's very the, the, stupid and very fun. This movie from the trailer looks like a hard reboot. Yeah. That's probably yeah. fine. Like that's, that's no where we need to go. To, you would need and, you would need like twenty text placards at the beginning of the movie to try and explain what happened over the course of these video games that are mostly about 
mashing buttons and punching people in the yeah. face when, and ripping their spines when you, out. When you buy a ticket, they just send you a link to an article so you can get caught up before <laughs> the, the movie Wikipedia starts. Page. You're gonna want to read. You're gonna want to read these twenty pages yeah. before you yeah. start watching. Appendices A through first. F are necessary reading, but we recommend all the way through N. <laughs> also, can we just appreciate that Tadanobu Asano is playing Raiden? Oh, he is. That's cool. Oh, so they like, they they finally got like a Japanese person to play a Japanese character. Like when when did this? I I, I love watching his rise. Like he's adorable. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. It sounds like fun. So we convinced you to watch something. (laughs) Yes. I will watch the trailer for Mortal Kombat. Uh, Any thoughts that you'd like to leave the listeners with, gents? Should I talk about tacos again? (laughs) It's completely up to you. (laughs) I have no control here, clearly. (laughs) Detective Pikachu. (laughs) Oh, what are we going to do next week? Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, Can we take another crack at mystery? I feel like you guys didn't really get enough of a chance to... I don't want to do another crack at mystery. Okay, I want to do right. something. We uh, I I want to do something like uh, either either another kind of maybe maybe not fantasy maybe maybe romance. Yeah, we could try romance. Have okay. we done any? Have have we done any legit love stories? We did we did a rom Kaguya-sama. We, yeah, yeah, which was which was enjoyable. It was funny, but yeah, if you do you do you want to do like a more serious romance? That's I think that's going to be a tough sell. But uh, if you're I, up for uh, it. I I will take. Kaguya-sama, Love is War, as my litmus test for love stories, and okay. I will accept nothing less. All right. So serious we're going to do... romance. We're going to do a romance, and it may be serious, it may be comedic, it depends on what you find, I guess. And uh, we will reconvene and see if you're able to convince me. I think we all knew that Detective Pikachu was never going to make it. <laughs> I love Detective Pikachu. This concerns me because, you know, we, we were talking about how at the end of the year, like... You can make me watch one of the movies I didn't want to watch, and I have a feeling it's going to be Detective Pikachu. This is going I don't to be think high on that be, list. Do, do you think it's going to? Be, what do you think it's going to be, Fry? Oh man, it wouldn't um, be Detective Pikachu. Oh okay, for me. What didn't you I mean, watch? I, I, I'm going under like the. I, I'm going under our like previous episodes now. I, mean, I still kind of want you to watch uh, Wonder Woman '84, just for how <laughs> ridiculous that was. That's not. That's not a bad one. Yeah, probably probably Wonder Woman's at the top of my list. <laughs> okay. Well, that's okay. That one doesn't sound too terrible. It just didn't sound interesting, but uh, I doubt it's the worst one. Good. Honestly, I, okay. I, I, I put it in Detective Pikachu right side by side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you both uh, for your sacrifice. <laughs> it was a very... It was... You watched an entire movie so we could set up, like, one big, long joke. <laughs> All we wanted was the joke. All, all, we, all, we, we literally just wanted that. It landed. Well done. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day, and don't drink bleach.